Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How's it going? <clears throat> hmm, well, aside from the fact that my computer just went on a journey of well, its own. Well, you, you entrusted this machine with making the right technical decisions. Well, I mean, it's something we all have to do. And, it's, and so, 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 you know, we had some little oopsie-doopsies. How do I sound, by the way? Am I okay? Oh, you sound amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's so do so you. It's so good to hear your voice. It really so, it's always nice to hear your voice. But, you know, it takes you on a journey sometimes. In this case, what did you have? Did, did it uh, run some diagnostics, John? No, I pushed restart mm -hmm. on it because you and I were trying to troubleshoot some, some just Trou basic audio stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and then uh, on on restart, as we say, mm -hmm. as the par in the parlance, mm. um, it said uh, that OS uh, Mac OS Catalina, a thing that I installed. Uh, we discussed this last week. Yeah, you you uh, needed to update to where they were instead of being named after cats, they named them after salad dressings. Mm -hmm. And so I <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> Mac OS Thousand Island. <laughs> <laughs> we can't wait to see what you do with this. <laughs> uh, uh, I updated it last week, and I've been using it uh, all week. It's, it's very, uh -huh. very stable. Mm -hmm. uh, it's you know, I have the crouton add-ons. Yes, mm. the plugins, plugins. Call, call it a mix-in. <laughs> and um, and then so we were trying to solve the audio, and you said, "I'm going to restart the whole thing about your end." Yeah. And you know me, I'm kind of a follower, a little bit of a. I have. I'm very suggestive. Well, uh, <laughs> is, that, is that like sensual versus sensuous? And, uh, Where Dean Wormer's so, wife has to explain what vegetables are. When, when I, uh, you know, when I hear someone is going to restart, I think, well, mm -hmm. I should restart. Yeah. You know, a lot, I go weeks without restarting. You really got good uptime. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is, but yes. Well, yeah. And so I restarted and then all of a sudden a screen pops up and it says, uh, that we're installing Catalina. Oh. And it's going to take a half an hour. <laughs> and I said, well, Did you have I an option, John? Did you say, maybe can we do this later? Didn't have no option. No, no options. No, the cursor did not appear. Ugh, uh, there was no. And so I was like, well, what, 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 what the call is coming from inside the house. Mm -hmm. From inside the house. Inside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I already had Catalina. That's how, that's how you know. It showed me the picture of the jagged island. Mm. Like, and then I just sat here and watched it do its thing. And now it has a little thing that says, Welcome to Mac OS Catalina. Take a quick tour to learn about great new features. Hmm. And it offers me, again, this is the new Apple Paradox show, which is apparently yes, or later, <sighs> which is not... Which is not no. There's no. I, no I could option. I could do an hour on this. I hate the thing that says. <laughs> I hate the thing that says. Thanks. I'll do it later. I, first of all, I don't want to do it later. Talk to you. I don't uh, like it when. It, well, I have a microwave oven that tells me to enjoy my meal, and I'm I'm tempted to put black tape over the LED, and I don't like fake familiarity with a machine where it says things like it's a person. That's very. Yeah. And then and then and then on top of it all, it doesn't give you an option. You know, cancel retry kind of thing. Yeah, no, it doesn't, and it didn't. But anyway, can so I just say I opt out? Can I just say I prefer not to opt out? Right? They just well, have a know. Bartleby button. I we had a. I'm sure I told you about this 10, 15 years ago. I don't <laughs> know however long it was, but I was sitting in an airplane seat, and there was some screen in front of me that didn't have an off button. It was like those screens in the New York City taxi cabs that, for a long time, <laughs> wouldn't turn off. <laughs> um, Hi, I'm Laurie Anderson. <laughs> Please remember to collect all of your items. Superman. Can I turn this I, off? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> You're in a taxi oh, cab. No. <laughs> hey, Miles Davis. Hello, I'm <laughs> Hello, I'm Philip Glass. I hope you enjoy your ride. Da 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 well, I, so I called the uh, the waitress in the sky over, uh -huh. and I said, "Hi, uh, this is really getting inside my brain here." And you know, and I pointed to it, and all it says is like, "Welcome to United Airlines," or you know, like, insert <laughs> United <card>. Airlines. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> insert card to you know pay us. Yeah. And I was like, "This thing is the thing is it's just it's LCD or whatever, but it's just animated slightly. It's moving. It's it keeps flashing." And she was like, had just 
incomprehensible, incomprehending, uncomprehending. Yeah. But like, like, it's the first time she's ever heard that? Yeah. What can, what, what can I do? And I was like, well, turn it off. And she was like, there's no way to turn it off. And I said, will you <laughs> You've always me been some- watching this screen, Mr. Rodder. I, I said, will you bring me some tape? She <laughs> some plain tape? And she came back with some kind of tape. I don't know where she found it. Mm-hmm. And I took a page out of what was then the in-flight magazine. Those don't exist anymore, of course. No. Uh, and I taped a piece of paper over it. Well, then, of course, I'm the guy. Everybody that's walking past to go to the bathroom looks down. And there's one guy on the plane, of course, that's got a piece of, you know. <laughs> like old Howard Hughes here doesn't like a screen. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got an ad for a steakhouse taped over his... LED screen. Are you talking about the 10 LED. best steakhouses? Yeah, the 10 best steakhouses. Oh, my God. I like the 10 best uh, facial reconstruction surgeons. <laughs> and so I had to, you know, I had to shrug at every single person on the plane as they as they look at me and go, huh? And yeah. I'm like, what? What can I do? It's got, you know, now I, hate I guess it. I have I hate to travel. I so much. I have to travel with the roll of tape now. Well, yeah, I mean, what you should do. Always keep, um, keep bring some gaffer's tape with you because you, yes. uh, you can also cover up the LED on the fire alarm and you oh. can cover up the peephole. Uh, peephole. Hmm. Oh, peephole. With the peephole. You can put that over on your door. You can also, you can use that to, anything that's letting light in, you can use gaffer's tape for. I do that and I also bring a bulldog clip so I can make sure the curtains close up good. Oh, that is a good, that's a thought technology. Oh, wow. We should talk about oh. that. I'll save it for the show. Uh, Trillin, I spent 40 minutes trying to m- trying to monkey with the hotel room curtains to They make the perfect out. blackout curtains that are perfectly black except for one problem. They're very rigid. Also, they're probably covered with Bavarian cum. Let's be mm. honest. Uh. A German has come on everything in that room. And and <laughs> the problem is now, now, so yeah, you get these nice rigid curtains, yay. But also, that means they won't overlap. And now you're grabbing the sticks and you're pulling it together. Rah, 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 rah. I, have, I have a whole box, even though I don't travel anymore, I have a whole box full of things that need to go with me when I travel. Those are two of the uh, things. Bag packed. I I have to say though, I mean, even with when I when we used to fly and I used to travel, I always did like the experience of Virgin. Even after it was acquired, it was still very good. But Virgin does give you the screen, and then yeah. Virgin plays, you know, whatever. And you yeah. do have the ability now to either dance party, dance. You could t- yeah, you feel like that all that purple light. <clears throat> you can turn the screen down. You can often turn it off unless. They give you one of those things where like, and then like it, it pauses whatever's on the screen. Then they do the in-flight video, which used to be a nun with the Linksys router. Great yep. Morrissey track. That was fun. Good stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then. Oh, and I know. I know. <laughs> Need to flash the firewire and get the RAM update. Um, but the, uh, but the, uh, but the, uh, then, then they say, okay, here's your in-flight instructions. You get the one with the dancers. I have a, yeah. I, I have, you know, I'll save this for the show i have a lot of crushes on ladies in videos do you remember the delta lady in the 90s of course peaches and cream there was her and she was she you could tell she was a naughty naughty waitress she was something else and then there was the dancing lady there were the dancing people in and i crush on on the uh the acrobat woman in the uh version but the point is then it's over and you're okay good now i can go back to just staring at the plane on a map or turn it off but no now you have to sit through three compulsory commercials that you can't turn off compulsory commercials and it makes me i do the same thing as soon as i sit in the chair i sit down and i put something over the screen yeah, but you got to just pull your pull your your reef of tape out and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then then use the rest of it to make a hat. Uh-huh. It's gonna keep the UV rays out. <laughs> uh, you know, the modern world makes you in it insists that you look like an insane person. I've been groomed into insanity. Yeah, yeah. you you, you did can't this help to me. It. No, absolutely. Uh, uh, I hate still, it so much. Do you still put tape over the the um, the 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 people? Well, they well, can't see in, can they? I mean, unless it's a unless it's a Chili Peppers video. Well, <laughs> it could be, Hot could be. Teacher? I do, I do not want Anthony Kiedis giving it away in my room. Not even now, not later. Wait, that's also my Les Claypool. I need to update. Anyways, no, no, no. I'm trying to um, diminish sources of light pollution. So I have a whole thing I do with hotel rooms. It's a whole thing. I put away all the literature, the plants. That all goes in a closet. Literature, everything with writing on it goes in a drawer. 
Um, I put everything away, but then also sources of light. So yes, the curtains and the bulldog clip. <laughs> do, do you bleach everything too? I mean, we were talking about bleach earlier. No, I mean, you know, in, like I mean, it's like everybody has to make their own like tinfoil hat decisions in life. And I've, what I, I, I try to minimize contact with the bedspread oh, because yes. I've seen enough things where Gordon Ramsay pulls out like the, the blue light thing and then makes you look at all the cum and, and urine oh. all over it. Oh, I don't want that. No, no, no. Don't watch Don't watch Hotel Hell. Um, no, although it is very entertaining. I've stayed in some terrible hotels. I stayed in some terrible hotels. I yeah. don't want to know what's on any of that. No, exactly. Ignorance is bliss. And then, so what I do is I, I want to minimize noise and light. There's not that much I can do for noise. But for light, yeah, I, do, I cover up the red light on the, the blinky light that you can't turn off on the smoke alarm. Um, I do, oh, so what I'll do is I'll, I'll put a, I'll smash up a couple towels, like real good to get the crack under the door, which is usually like, cause you know, they, that's where they put your bill. It's usually yeah. like half an inch of, of light coming under the door. Right. Um, I am not a crank. But you don't, you don't bring a white noise machine, like some kind of. No, these days, I've, that's a good question. These days I've got headphones and when I travel, uh -oh. I have not only, well, again, I don't, I haven't even traveled that much in the era of the, uh era of the airpods but i do have noise canceling headphones so if it's too bad but you know i'm gonna take a lot of drugs to go to sleep anyway so i clap out of that pretty good my sister carries a little speaker that's like um the size of an apple mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it's <clears throat> us like, like a, a bluetooth speaker probably it's a little bluetooth speaker it's um it's you know usb mp3 C-3PO, <laughs> and uh, it, uh, she has some, she has some thing, some brown noise thing. It's like <laughs> <laughs> brown sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's we used to do that. We used to do that when we, yeah, when we was well, like when when our when our baby was a baby, we did travel with usually like a, oh, what was the cool thing Adam got me. The the blue, little little squarish Bluetooth speaker that everybody had oh, for a while. Yeah, I remember that. Um, did he do an ad for it? We're talking mm -hmm. about uh, that was one of his first about, ads. Lonely Sandwich here. Lonely Sandwich. His first ad, I believe, was for the Twitter app, and then one of the early ones was for the speaker, which is called Chip Drop. It's Blue Blue Boy. Chip Drop. Chip. Oh, do you get Chip Drop? You don't get Chip Drop. You got nowhere for them to drop the chips. <laughs> Anyways, and but you know my uh, my daughter was uh, we discovered in time after much testing that she the the dryer the sound of a dryer helped a lot. Mm. So we had an i i well, hang on iPod. Is it mini? The one that's like a tiny thing with a clip that was you nothing. Threw, you threw it in the dryer every night? To yeah, just to get, get nice and clean, put it in with some downy, give it a little uh, freshen up. No, 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 no. But it was just a little, so one of those little tiny ones. It looks like a yep. little button, just a button. My mom loved those. Yeah, yeah they were terrific. Uh, those were fantastic. Um, and we had one that was dedicated to just the dryer sound. So oh, when oh. we traveled, you know, Bob's your uncle, we could play the dryer sound. Through speakers um, or did you put headphones on her? <laughs> we taped them on. That's why you bring gaffer tape. Tiny baby. <laughs> 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 I watched the Woody Allen thing last Tennis night. Tennis shoes in the dryer, baby. Oh, <laughs> she loves it. It's so relaxing. Um, we should talk about travel. I have, I have, I have two potential uh, topics, and given the time that I had to explore this, I'm just going to toss this out. You know what? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I had a couple of questions right before you jump in. Yes, I know you there. Please, this no, down. please. I did. I've got. I've got. How many lines I got here? I got like over sixty lines. I'm good. In Go in in, um, in 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 imagining you at using uh, cleaning supplies in your office to keep demon dogs at bay. Yeah. To to literally wipe the demon dogs off. Mm -hmm. uh, and bleach them away. It's like a piddle pad for dogs that are demons. But in in uh, the user experience of your office is not that you would walk in and say it's sparkling clean because you are comfortable with clutter am i right it is a it has a lot of things in it mhm mm it's well it once again watching watching the woody allen oh, i say woody allen but watching the uh, hbo uh, series last night i was thinking about you know mia farrow's house that she's lived in for 40 years she has this beautiful not beautiful this like ru incredibly rustic small cabin-esque thing and it's just it's delightful it's chock-a-block mm -hmm. with cutter clutter where, where is it um it's Laurel in Connecticut, connecticut um mm -hmm. and that's where she and her are seven eight nine kids like mostly lived um mm -hmm. anyway long story short it's but i was thinking oh that, that's such a nice environment it's just all these photos old photos like and just bric-a-brac and i kind of love that shit in a really mm -hmm. dark 
cabin. Like, it's kind of cool. That's It reminds me of my mother-in-law's house before she passed, like, just full of, like, decades of, like, meaningful things. Uh, the dollhouse that she made by hand for her daughter, Dylan, it's just, it's so sweet. So am I comfortable with clutter? Yes, I am. Very much so. Um, it's hard to describe. I'm threading a needle to try and describe this, but I'm not at all, like, a tidy person, but... You know, some people like can't work if their desk isn't clean and other people can't use a public restroom and none of that stuff goes for me, but I do have an obsession-ish with like, I don't want, I don't want shit all over the floor. Like Mm -hmm. I don't want to, I don't want, uh, I call it underfoot clutter is my name for this at the house. Mm-hmm. So think, clutter. think about a brown Lego. That is a good example of underfoot <laughs> clutter. <laughs> sure that could is. be HDMI cables. So part of it is I don't want the Roomba to eat it. But also, like, I, I function better with having a clear path between places. Mm-hmm. A lot of my cleaning, qua cleaning, involves the bathroom. So mm-hmm. I like mopping the floor. I like scrubbing out the toilet a little bit. I like doing the dishes and putting them away. I put extra water into the ice maker. I've got a whole environment here. That's nice. I like that. And I like a little bit of, uh, is it is it pine salt? A little bit. I put a little pine salt in the bucket, a little bit of boiling water. And I'll give that a swish before I go home on Fridays. That's that's part of my uh, end of week wind down ritual. But I love right, I, I picturing you with yeah. a little apron on and, you know, and like tidy, ten, tending to your... Your like toilet ablutions. Yes. Well, like I said earlier, this is not a bit. I think I'm far from the first person to say this, I'm sure. But like sometimes you just need to control a small area. And I think if you abstract that to the rest of your life, you realize, and that could be your seat on a plane, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, you need to exercise some control over your area. This is why a lot of people get weird haircuts after they break up. This is why people decide to like go on a diet or whatever. Like you're getting a little bit of control and I'm just doing that in like a, like my, my desk right now is pretty crazy, but it's operational. It's functional for what I need to do. And then other areas, I try to just occasionally reassess. Like I realized recently, I need a battery recharging area. And that makes me think I need a dedicated area for battery type things. So I look at an area and I say, you're getting, you know what? You shouldn't have asked, man. You should not Mm. have asked. Here we we are. This is based, these kinds of projects (laughs) are a huge part of my life. For example, there's a phrase that I am actively trying to socialize into the vernacular first came up on the show that I do at John Syracuse. That phrase is active working area. Syracuse. Is this an active working area? Active working area. Okay. So, uh, so so, A-W-A. Okay. A-W-A. Yes. Working area. Yes. And the the canonical example is, I'm, I'm sorry to repeat this, but if I'm making a rib roast that I've been cooking for hours and hours and hours, sure. you know me, I like my food piping hot. Everything has to come out yes, piping sir. hot at the same time. There are, yes. There's an order of operations. You don't want the you don't want the green beans getting cold on the counter. Don't do the broccoli too early because that's yucky. Like you know, if you got to be careful with broccoli, don't burn the broccoli. But then also have that done like a few minutes before. Leave it in. I microwave it. I'm a monster. Leave it in the microwave with the saran wrap, and it'll, you just undercook it a little bit, and then it keeps cooking a little bit, and now you got piping hot broccoli. There it is, piping hot. But the critical part, the the titular part of the meal is the roast which could be just like a simple tri-tip or whatever but it's come out it has so i sous vide it in the bath i i i I sear it i I let it rest a little bit usually in aluminum foil and then when i'm ready to slice it up i got this area right here with the big cutting block and and that's going to be where i slice it up it's the last thing i do before i put things on the plate now for the sake of argument if you, if you were nice enough to bring the glass that was in your room to the kitchen, you know, there's almost anywhere in the world you can put it except the cutting board. And why is that, John? Why, why don't put it on the cutting board? Why? That's, a, <clears throat> that's an active working area. It's an active working area. If something is an active working area, you don't put things there that don't belong there. This is, the, this is critical. This is, you know, this is a blah. Don't put things in daddy's active working area. Right. Now, a corollary or a, a something addition to this is, I think in this, I don't know if this will go for you, but for me, I say to myself sometimes, this area right here, this could be a more active area where work happens, <clears throat> but it looks like it's turned into an unintentional storage area. A storage area is not an active working area. Now, in between, no. you can have liminal areas, 
This is all part of my 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 Weltanschauung. Now, now a liminal area is like it can be lots of different things. Right now, this is where all the dirty dishes go on Thanksgiving. Like, but that's not in the active working area. And it's sure as shit, unless you're me in the 90s, it does, that's not a storage area. Don't put your dirty dishes in the attic. That's gross. Not that I would do that for years. No, no, no. It's a different time. But you know what I'm saying, John? Active working area. And so I say to myself, sometimes I say, I say to myself, I say, now, has this turned into a storage area when it really should be a potential active working area? And that's no, when right. I... I reconnoiter yes. and I refactor. And I say the storage things can go away. If there are things here and I don't know what those things are, it's like when you have an app on your phone, you don't know what it is anymore. You can probably delete it. Like Delete it? Yeah, and say, if you've got a power brick, oh, 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 my precious power brick, I don't know what it's for. I think it's for the, the Nun router that I had in, in the early 2000s. Well, get rid of it. That, no, you, no, all those electrical power bricks are what's holding up my house. Don't get rid of a them. Load bearing, it's a load-bearing brick. Yeah, you have to put them in bins. I'm starting to go on about this. This leads this leads to my anecdote. But yeah, that's how I feel about it. And so I'll say to myself, what do I need that I don't have? Well, I need an area to put batteries because I'm, I'm, I'm all in on rechargeable batteries. Oh, okay. All which right. Has been, which has been huge. Good to know. I also rechargeable have, batteries. That was a technology that was invented a long time ago that didn't work. It didn't work, and now it's gotten better. And then on top of that, you can get something I got from the Amazon company called the Battery Daddy. And the Battery Daddy is a <laughs> unique... You can need... I, can we call me that from now you on? You can be my Battery Daddy. Battery Daddy. <laughs> I'm your battery boy. <laughs> oh, God. I don't like the sound <laughs> of that at all. This Woody Allen thing's really fucking with me. Anyway, yeah. you get a Battery Daddy, and that's a case that holds dozens or potentially like hundreds of batteries. It's got compartments. You can oh, put your perfect. little button batteries in there. Oh, I love compartments. I now have a battery tester that will do all of the batteries, including those little button batteries. I keep those all together. And then now, now I'm organized. And it, but sometimes you need you need if you have rechargeable batteries, you will find yourself frequently recharging them. And so I need a station for that. And you so do. I need to turn I need to turn I need to turn a clutter area, a non area, into an active working area that is yes. then a liminal battery charging area. But nothing goes there except for battery charging things. This is the things that these are the things that obsess me. I had a battery event <clears throat> a couple of days ago. That was a that was a very bad battery event. Uh, last Christmas I bought. Um, last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, okay. And, and I also <laughs> uh, I also bought three remote control trucks. Oh, nice. And over the year, over the past year, we have uh, remote control trucked around. They're great. People in the trucks. I watch people in the park doing that. They've come yeah. so far, John. Like yeah. batteries themselves, they, these things fucking haul ass and roll and land on their wheels, and they're so good now. Yeah, I want these one. Things, they're super fun, and they're not that expensive. And they're wireless, right? <clears throat> they're well, yeah. Well, I mean, you remember when we were kids? I had a convertible, secondhand, a hand-me-down convertible, but it was on a tether. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a uh, I had a 1978 black Trans Am. Oh God. And uh, Bert, I had a Burt fucking Reynolds. It was a great car, and I don't remember ever giving it away. You know oh, what I mean? Yep, maybe never, got stomped. Maybe got stomped on. No, it didn't get stomped on. I didn't mm. give it away either. It got sold by somebody. <gasps> Ooh. I don't know where it is today. It's in a landfill, like everything else. Super mm. will find it. Mm. But um, but one of our trucks, we had them plugged in, battery charging, and uh, we're sitting in the living room, and we hear this. Oh God. What? And all of a sudden, a huge mushroom cloud of smoke <gasps> from the kitchen. I run in, and the little truck has exploded. Oh, my God. And is on fire. And so I open the sliding Are you door kidding me? This really oh, happened? Just happened three days ago. Two oh, my days God, ago. John. I run out with this flaming truck. And fortunately, in Seattle, of course, it's always raining. So I put mm -hmm. it out in the rain. Uh, but it kept it sat out there and smoked for 45 Someone's minutes. Someone's flaming truck out in the rain. <laughs> and so, and you know, of course, my daughter was traumatized because she she was the one that had plugged it in last. And when she plugged it in, she noticed that the that the the charge light that's like red when it needs to be charged, green when it doesn't need to be charged, or green yeah. when it's done charging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was flashing between the two colors. Ooh. And and she didn't know what that meant. But she didn't say anything or do anything. She just plugged it in, which is what I would have done or anybody would have done. Like, oh, I guess figure yourself out, machine. My and guess, if I were a little out. kid and I saw that, my guess would be green means it's done, red means it needs a charge, and flashing means it's in between. It's in between. I don't know. That's what I guess. So she was just really like 
you know, apologizing, super mortified oh, that she had blown up the truck. And I was like, it's not your fault. I went and looked it up, and apparently these batteries can be overcharged. And I don't know whether this is common knowledge among the RC community or the super super battery people. Mm-hmm. But I think this is why they didn't let those cell phones, why they were checking your cell phones to, before you went on airplanes for a while. Mm-hmm. And they still ask me about my suitcase that has some functionality where you're, you could charge your cell phone off of it. They're like, is that yeah, thing they, they, uh, they finally updated that to make it a lot easier to take out. But also the, the airline rules are so weird about that. And like, it felt like for a while it was like, you, you can't have a battery or you can have a battery here, but not there or there, but not here. Right. And it didn't feel consistent. Well, here's what you shouldn't do. <clears throat> Plug in your remote control car. Oh God. Because this thing yeah, exploded. Oh my God, you're right. Oh my God, that would so, be so bad. It was terrible because that's the type of thing that you plug in and leave. Right? All they, all they have is tape. Leave. They, they they couldn't bring you any Seattle water. No, they couldn't. Oh do Oh my god! I mean, it would be down in the. You'd be down in the bottom. You you know you'd be lost over you'd the be, Pacific. You'd be, be 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 get was that NTSB? Is that what they call it? The people who, who look for the box and try to figure it out, and then they pick it up by the tail and hold it up and go, "This is the cause." And yeah. it's a flaming it'd, truck. It'd be like one of those scenes in Tora Tora Tora, except it'd be a seven three seven, and it'd be. Mm, I used to love that movie. That was the first three hour movie I ever watched. It's a long movie. It's a good movie. Well, good movie. Well, I mean, it goes into a lot of detail. You see a lot of behind the scenes. Subtitles. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, right? I mean, how many... That was one of the early movies that showed the Japanese side of the thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it, yeah. was very, it was very traumatizing. Oh, poor kid. Uh, the, uh, Kids take yeah. stuff like that so hard. Well, they do. And, you know, and, and also we lost one of our three trucks. And now the other two trucks we're very confused about. You know, we look at them from across the room and we're like, Of course, you, you got to do like a Kubler Ross for RC trucks. That's, that's right. sad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the roast was perfectly prepared. Good. Good. We'll stay out of the active working area. That's all oh, I care about. Oh, you care. Um, yeah. My, my question yes. about your uh, active working area mm-hmm. is <clears throat> I'm living here in a home. Where the homeowner, uh, my daughter's mother slash partner. <laughs> I don't know if that makes it better. Is, uh, she's a, uh, she was raised by hippies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like ni- nice hippies. You know, not like well, mud. Not mud isn't that like hippies. military intelligence or jumbo shrimp? Well, but, you know, Bellingham hippies, right? So because oh, everything sure. in Bellingham is hippie, or at least was. Who knows what it is now? Mm-hmm. But in 1985, every, it was just a layer of hippie that was on everything. It's kind of like what what uh, the Oakland Hills used to be. Everybody's hmm. rich, but they're all hippies too. Oh, the ashes of hippies. Yeah, and um, and so uh, so the uh, the titular daughter's mother partner mm-hmm. uh, is someone who wants things to be tidy but does not care if they're clean. I completely understand. And acknowledge that. And and the thing is, two people who look at that differently, yes. like even if you filled out a form on a, on a dating site, I don't know if they even have those anymore, but if you fill out a form and says, you know, oh, I like to, I, it's important to me for the house to be clean. It's like, boy, those two things are so different. So I am somebody who does not care about tidy, but really cares about clean. That's so, I love this distinction. So she goes around, she, the house needs to look very tidy, everything put away, things in their place. You know, mm-hmm. the, if a vase is square, the square, it needs to be squared off with the angle of the shelf. Like, it's yeah. got to look. But she will, and, and my daughter takes after her in this way, they will take some peanut butter out of the peanut butter jar with a knife. They will spread the peanut butter on a piece of toast. And then they will put the knife down on the counter and walk away hmm. uh, with the knife, the peanut butter covered knife, mm. not in the sink. Not I guess what the, the, will a cutlery elf just take care of that? Well, here's, this is the thing. <laughs> Would you, <clears throat> is the idea that you're going to come back and you <laughs> use it again? Mm-hmm. Like, don't put it in, don't wash it, don't put it in the sink, because maybe you'll use it again. It's like, if it's if it's yellow, Ugh. let it mellow. Uh, it's like, also with leftovers, if you know in your heart you're not going to eat it, don't waste a bag and put it in the fridge. You're just storing garbage. Well, in that case, I, ugh. 
I eat everything. I even, even eat the ones where people are like, I, I think that this has gone, I think that this food isn't good anymore. Well, I'm, I'm like, the one who ends up going in. I'm the one I said, should we save the, the save the pescetti sauce? And and will you eat it tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I'll eat it tomorrow. And like nobody ate it tomorrow, so you know what I did? I salvaged out the sausage bits and put them in my mac and cheese, homemade mac and cheese. Boom, boom. I rep- I repurposed it, and I'll tell you, man. And the thing is, my kid was in a sausage mood, so I made her some fancy, uh, not Hillshire Farm, but even nicer, like kielbasa to well, have with spaghetti sauce. Hillshire Farm. Believe it or not, Whoa. I think it might be artisanal, Nyman Ranch. But anyway, really Can't fucking good. Polish sausage, right? Yeah. And we don't so. Say that no, no. Well, now, now we say Eastern European tube Cent- foods. Central European tube foods. Oh, damn it. I fucked it up it's again. It's okay. It's all right. It's always changing. It's so it's hard. You know, it was a different time. It was a different yeah. time when I did those things. The uh, And so I eat that. And the thing is it made, and the macaroni and cheese, which is the greatest macaroni and cheese that my wife has ever made. She, she tweaked the recipe, little less milk, uh, no nutmeg. We all agreed no nutmeg. Leave nutmeg out, and it was per- it's the perfect mac and cheese. And I'll tell you, buddy, you know what I did? I reheated the first of all the sausage. I, I heat the sausage just a little bit in the microwave, and then some of the red sauce slides off, so I don't have oh, excess yeah. red sauce, but there's a little bit of red sauce. I covered that with mac and cheese, and then I put that into the microwave. I heat that up, and now you got yourself a treat because now the sausage on the bottom and the mac up on the top, you do mm. a little mixy mix, little salt on top. Oh, it's like the yogurt with the fruit at the bottom. Oh, it's like yes, it's like reverse Dannon. <clears throat> okay. Like anyway, so, so so somebody gets peanut butter. Good. That's a nice, healthy snack. And then what do you do? You use you have the knife, and then you clean the knife and put it in the drawer. Is that right? <laughs> well, no. I mean, because we I run everything through the dishwasher, even if even if it doesn't need it. If I if somebody looks at something funny, I put it in the dishwasher. No kidding. Even like a quick drink of water for an ibuprofen. No, I I always keep a water glass next to the sink because okay. I feel like until you can see fingerprints on the glass, it's mostly clean. If you're just drinking water, right? that's a good heuristic, right? But yes. as soon as you can see fingerprints on it, it means yep. you've touched it too many times. But yes. other things, like if you if you use something like a knife, it ought to go through the dishwasher. And you know, this comes from working in in restaurants. Where you have those big industrial dishwashers where you throw it in and it just steams the shit out of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just would, we're running stuff through that dishwasher constantly all day long, just running the dishwasher. And it got me in this, this habit of like, well, <clears throat> put it in the dishwasher. I mean, I, don't, I won't run the dishwasher until it's completely full, but I keep enough silverware on hand that you but can But also have appreciate the beauty, appreciate the beauty on every level of what you're doing. So, yeah. you know, you, you've gotten it out of the dirty area. <laughs> it's not yet in the clean area, but it's in the area where it needs to be to become clean and it's no longer clutter underfoot or otherwise. That's right. That's right. It it's is a in system, the area. John. It's a system. If everybody Come. would honor the system, when we put our grocery bags in the other bag, the flaps always have to be going one way. Otherwise, you get an explosion oh. of bags. If exactly. you honor the system, life gets easier. But in this house, <laughs> in, on one side of the, of the, uh, of the gauze... There's someone that is straightening magazines so that they're all uh, perpendicular. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of the gauze, there's like uh, there's like cottage cheese, just sort of like like smeared on the counter and left to be there for I don't know what a thousand years. Do you want ants? Because so, that is how you get ants. So I'm always walking around with a wet towel or a, you know a wet yeah. rag, yeah, yeah, just wiping everything down because I'm like. All I you could take a you could take any space in this house that looked clean, and if I go over it with a wet rag, oh, guess what I found? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like an entire like an, a seemingly invisible but extremely sticky layer of what I guess was once Sprite. If you live in San Francisco and you cook like I cook, which is to say, with a lot of of meats and oil splattering around, you will discover there is the most disgusting thing, which is, first of all, now, because we don't have an actual hood, we live in a hovel, you get a lot of, like, in-the-air particulate greasy stuff. And if you run your finger over an area in the kitchen, you're going to pick up a lot, a lot of that uh, vestigial grease. But you know what else, San Francisco? Real dusty. Real dusty town. It's a dusty town. You know what dust is? Dust is mostly, it's partly sand, but it's mostly skin. So basically, you've got, you've got. Wait a minute. Hold on. Stop. Stop right there. Dust is skin. You're you're saying, you're saying that the dust in dusty town Mm -hmm. is mostly skin? Dust is mostly skin. San Francisco. No, everywhere. Everywhere. It's not (laughs) peculiar to the Bay Area, as far as I know. 
But in Seattle, there's no skin in the air because sure there is because it's raining all the time. It rains. Oh, the skin so you right don't shed you don't shed skin. I mean, you shed you're like it, a constipated the, snake. It rains it down. It rains, rains it, down. it right down. Oh, I see. Uh, the way you would like wet the field a little bit. Okay, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I see. Dust is skin. See, in San Francisco, it's in the wind, but here, it's, mm. all we are is dust in the rain. Oh my God! Same old yeah. song. Is it true that dust is mostly human? Skin? There's a common misconception that it's mostly human skin. It's not. It's hmm. mostly mites. It's skin-eating mites. Uh, I think it's still, what does dust do to your skin? Okay, I'm going to close this tab. Um, was, anyway, uh, the point is, if I run the... my finger over that with John's rag, you know what I'm going to pick up? Uh, it's not even going to be like a swiss. It's going to be more like a frrr. And Ugh. you're going to run it, and then like you're, it's, it's, it's going to be a ruddy rub, and you're going to see like almost like a, a little organism made out of the things that used to be part of your house, and now it's a different part of your house, and now you live with that. You're paying rent for that. It's little, it's like, uh, it's like crawfish, crawdads. Craydaddies? Craydaddies. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're they're tiny little things, but if you look at them under a microscope, they look like lobsters. (laughs) I was, I was texting with our friend, uh, our mutual friend, Dan Benjamin, the other day. He Mm -hmm. was, you know, as he, as you know, he lives in Texas and he was. He's having quite a time right now. He really is. And he's extremely mad. Oh my God. So mad. He was on Rachel Maddow. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Was he, really? he was quoted in a, a newspaper article by a paper that I won't read. But uh, yeah, and so Rachel Maddow, top of the show, she comes in. Oh, it's another crazy day. We got to tear up the script, throw it in the air. Yeah, Dan Benjamin's name was on my screen. Wow, Dan Benjamin on Rachel Maddow. You were, ta- you were uh, texting with Dan Benjamin, who's, well, who's, yeah, who's in, he, in Texas, and boy, is it a scene right now. It's a scene. And, you know, Dan, uh, Dan uh, the way he, in his uh, texts to me, if you took them all and ran them through one of those uh, text <laughs> aggregators... Uh, you know, like 70 to 80%. His account would be banned. <laughs> well, 70 to 80% of them are like super friendly, like like hyper friendly, like, hey, buddy, mm-hmm. you know, and like, wow, fun. And you just really like, really. Uh, yeah, little snapshots of, of life. You know, he's the kind yeah. of friend that'll send you a snapshot of life. Yeah, a picture of him with a hat on. A hat on. Mm-hmm. Something interesting he saw. An incredible and, Hulk. And super, super friendly, maybe yep. even a little bit friendlier via text than he is in real life. Hmm. And then there are, uh, then there's about 6% of the texts that are informational, just strictly informational texts. Okay. Uh, like, 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 a, like a sorry running late 10 minutes. Sorry running text. late, that's right. Okay. But of, of that 6%, I would say about 60% of those, of that 6% are informational where the information is maybe a little incorrect. So, you know, it's like, oh, you mean, you mean like unreliable narrator? Well, well, a little bit of that, but also okay. just like, hey, this is this is how it's going to go. And then that's not how it goes. OK, but then there's four percent of the text where he is mad about something. And, you know, me, Merlin, you've dealt with me for a long time. I, I make have people mad. Right. Don't I make you mad sometimes? Oh, you feel like it's mad. It's mad and directed at you. See, I, oh. I feel like with a lot of his, I, I just I, I can't tell what or why it's about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my 4%. My 4% is like, huh. And if I respond <laughs> to this, I could get some guidance, but I'm not sure I want to get into it, as I call it a whole thing. Sure. And but, well, you know, in me, I like know. to take, I like to feel like I'm to blame for things that I'm not even uh, related to. So I'm maybe, from Ohio. You don't need to explain that to me. Yeah. Maybe that's just what's happening. And I'm just like, what did I do? Mm-hmm. And it's just, he's on to, on something else. You know, you know what know Ben Franklin said? He says, hit your co-host every day. If you don't know what it's for, they will. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, poor Richard. Yeah, that's why. He, that's why he's on the uh, the twenty dollar bill. On the twenty dollar bill to this day. Anyway, Dan. Uh, he, so he says I can't record this week. Talking about last week. Yeah. And I was, and I'm not on the internet right now. So I was just like, oh, okay, fine. And he's like, uh, because I don't have any power and I don't have any water. Mm. I was like, oh wow. And so I looked it up. Wow. So I said, so I wrote him back and I was like, you don't have any water. They're getting pool water and melted snow just to flush the toilet. Not even worry about the blue and white bleach uh, pellet. pellet. You, you People are going into pools that haven't frozen to get water to flush their toilet. Can you imagine well, so that? He, he writes me back. Now, this is, this is not the tone that Dan usually takes with me. He writes me back and he goes, what part of no water isn't clear? Mm-hmm. Did I, did I, you know. Did I stutter? Basically, you know, mm-hmm. like really flipping it right back at me, and I could tell that he was huddled in a house with no power, 
like licking water, licking condensation off the pipes. Yeah, like Cersei. You know, when yeah, uh, when right. the lady from Ted Lasso throws the water at her and she licks it off the floor and cries. Same feeling. Yes, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And he, Dan was probably shaving his head too. Shaving and the head. He made yep, walk yep, naked yep. through the Shame, street. shame. But and then you bring in the said, mountain. Oh boy. Ooh, don't get started. <laughs> no, on the thank you. <laughs> but uh, but then, did you know that's so, the lady from Ted Lasso? What the mountain? No, no, the mountain's not from Ted Lasso. the The lady with the with the with the the, the shame lady. She's oh, uh, she's Rebecca in Ted Lasso. No, I did know that. I did know that because mm-hmm. I looked because she was so good in Ted Lasso. I oh, looked her God. up. You know, I look people up. I look people up all. Well, I mean, look look up actors, and yeah. I'm always asking how tall people are. Me too. Actors are so short. They're really short. Yeah, I know. I, and then yesterday I asked, "How old is uh, Rosamond Rosamond Pike? Is that her name? Yeah. How old how, how old is she? You know, she's forty two. Woof. What do you know? Oof. La- uh, 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 two nights ago, we were watching uh, Star Trek II, The uh, Wrath of Khan. Yeah. And uh, it's actually a very good movie. It's a very good movie. Did you find a very way good. to remember it? Very good movie. Did I those find hand, a way those, to remember? Those hands on the window. Oh, my God. Oh. You can get a Christmas. Did you even get a Christmas ornament of that? Of, of Kirk saying... Or of, of no, no, not of, not of the con, but I, of the... I will uh, be your friend for... Uh, I, I will fight no more forever. Yep, yep, yep. The hands on the wow. glass. That's available. I'll find it for notes uh, as a uh, as a, as a Hallmark Christmas ornament. That's also the one... Don't they put a worm in Chekhov's ear? Yeah, that's the worm in the ear one, yeah. And so that if you see a worm in the first act, it has to be put in an ear by the third act. That's Chekhov's uh, worm. In fact, as we were watching it, uh, my daughter's mother slash partner said, yep. "That's this is the only thing I remember about this movie." I hate it. I hate that scene so much. And I leaned over to my little daughter, the 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 one that bonds us, mm-hmm. and I said, "Sweetie, put the blanket over your head for the next one minute." And yep. she was, and she knows when I say that to just do it. She doesn't ask why. Absolutely. The, don't te- don't test it. They're like in the Matrix when they put the worm <laughs> in his belly button. It still freaks me out. Twenty two, twenty three years later. She put the blanket on her head. There was a minute of screaming that she didn't have any questions about. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, you can take the blanket down. And uh-huh. then all of a sudden, everybody's back to normal. Yeah. Uh, it's just Mr. Rourke and, without a shirt with a cool Tina Turner wig. And a lot of pancake makeup. But hmm. the thing that really stands out about it, yeah. in the, in, very much in the vein of uh, the peaches and cream lady from Delta Airlines. Oh, God. Oh, my 90s, God. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, young Christy Alley as the Vulcan lady? Oh yeah, well, isn't that the one with uh, Kobayashi Maru at the beginning? That's Kobayashi Maru. Oh, I fucking love that. Kobayashi and Maru she, is so important in my life. Is it? Well, yeah, right. Because you're the only one that ever made it through Kobayashi Maru. Well, but even if you don't, well, I have a lot of questions about Kobayashi re- encryption. Right? I don't understand. Well, I don't understand how you give that test to more than one class and then not know like what the deal is. Right, but. You know, but the idea of being given an impossible situation that's not a test of leadership, but a test of character. Oh, yeah. That's, that means a lot to a man in his 50s, let's be honest. Say what? Kirstie Alley, man. Ooh. But she, uh, you know, she's not, I mean, it's not like she's tearing up the old, uh, the old screen with her acting because she's playing a Vulcan and all she does is raise her one eyebrow every mm-hmm. once in a while. And, uh, and my daughter also wanted to know why she had regular eyebrows and not Vulcan eyebrows. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a good answer, but Christy huh. Alley, um, uh, she's just she's very peaches and cream for me in that in that because I like a Vulcan girl, you know I do. Romulans, I've always been. What about the Green life. Lady? You like the Green Lady? Uh, oh yeah, I like, okay. I like, I like the like Green, green lady, lady who was played by Batgirl. I like I like I like I like a lot of Star Trek ladies. Well, I like sure. Nur- I like Nurse Chapel, big fan. Mm-hmm. I like that lady who has the like woven together hair. My daughter always has to remind me. There's the red dress woman with the the hair that looks like a bastic. We haven't gone into the TV show yet. In fact, I don't think my daughter understands that it is derived from a TV show. Understandable. And yeah. Last night at dinner, we had a long conversation where the two ladies at the dinner table were talking about how Spock died and how how are they going to keep making Star Trek movies if Spock is dead. And they kept looking at me for answers, and I was like, "Listen, I'm not going to explain how there's a Star Trek three. There's a line for there's a line for this, and I I use this just constantly. We just watched uh, the extremely good uh, I care a lot on Netflix. Uh, that's why I was thinking of Rosamund Pike, uh, who I love. Um, but the movie starts, and within 30 seconds of the movie, my kid's whole thing. She's watched enough Law and Order to be that kind of person, like my wife. Who's um, I'm mainly interested in knowing how tall someone is and how old they are, and they want to know like what's the twist. 
So they're guessing twists in the first few seconds and, and or something like, oh, so wait, is this a nursing home? And I like, and I turn and I say the same thing that I've said to people my entire <laughs> life, but especially over the last, mm, let's say 13 years, you're watching the same movie I yes. am. Watch the movie. You're watching the same movie I am. I don't know, except that I did watch it all the way through the night before, and I knew my kid would like it, so I watched it again the next day. Um, I, uh, you know, because there's a lot of stuff in that that's, you know, germane to her interests. And so, right. you know, scams, hospitals, old people. And sure. so uh, I says to her, I says, honey, you're watch watching that. the same movie. Put down your phone. Stop looking up who's in the cast. That's daddy's job. Wow. And if you wow. find out, if you find out the person who's actually the bad guy in this movie before that person appears, I'm going to be so mad because oh. it's a great reveal. Speaking yeah. of reveals, the thing I love in Star Trek movies, apart from Bones' outfits, is I love the moment, especially in the early films, when we first see the character. Like when, oh, Kirk, yeah. when Kirk walks through the door at the yeah, end of that scene. A, an opening, yeah. Oh, it's so, it's, it's dark, and then he walks through. And then, and then Bones is, is laying on the side, and he says something like, what do you think of my performance? <laughs> oh, and he says, I'm not an acting critic. Listen, here's <laughs> I'm a doctor. The, <laughs> I'm a doctor, not a disco man. Here's the problem with the Star Trek Two: the yeah. entire uh, Kurt, Kurt, uh, Kurt, Kurt's whole uh, uh, like <laughs> Kurt's uh, his whole. This is like, the end of the river, arc. all right. Kurt, 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 Kurt's Kurt's <laughs> heads on skulls. <laughs> I can't make up any more lines today. The, the whole thing is. The whole thing, <laughs> I see. I see no method. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> live long and prosper with extreme prejudice. The whole plot of, or the whole character arc of Kurtz is um, Kurtz. that he is old and that he's like lost it. And he, what is, what is the reason for anything anymore? He's been, he's been promoted up to some level. This is level a theme. Where, this is a theme here. It's a theme on Battlestar Galactica, which is like we reintroduce these characters as everything is on autopilot. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like when they bring Adama back with his, with his uh, ship that's not on the internet, like that mm. becomes very important in the plot. But the in-media res is there's not much going on here. Spock's teaching some extension classes. You know right. what I mean? Stuff like that. But here was the problem. I immediately Googled, first of all, how, how tall is Kurtz? But second of all, how old was William Shatner when they made this movie? And he's exactly my age. <laughs> no. The whole point of the film oh is, my God. oh, that, you know, what is, what is Captain Kurtz going to do now that he's so old that he's irrelevant? And it's like, and is, that, is that the one, I might be thinking of a later one. Is that the one where it's his birthday and Bones brings him the presents with the glasses? Yes, it, he's got reading glasses. Uh -huh. that, that, that goes to his apartment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, you've got to get back up or you're going to die. You've got to get back in the game or you're just going to waste away. He has uh, uh, he, he has uh, seven or eight times in the film where he kind of stares off into the distance and he's like, <laughs> what is, you know, what's the point of life? Like, it's all over for me now. 52 years old. 52 <laughs> years old. When... Um, I, is this true? Am I reading this right? I just Googled this really fast, but I remember when I first heard this. This can't be right. That Carol O'Connor was 32 when he started All in the Family? That can't is be that, right. Is that what it no, is? No, he's got to be older than that. He was born in 24, but he was like in his 40s. Well, yeah. Like, so He's my started. idea of a 60-year-old guy. In my head, my, you know, you have different ideas in your head. Like To me, Captain, whether or not it's true, Captain Kangaroo is 70 years old in my head. As a yeah, kid, sure. not a paradigm. Carol O'Connor is my canonical 50-year-old man. Yeah, and so he was born in 34, so he's exactly the same age as my mom, which means, yeah, he would have not been quite early. But Probably in his 40s. About 40 years, 45, 45, maybe? I don't know. No, not... Wait a minute, 34. So all in the family... He would have been, no, he would have been 35. No. In 1970. That can't be right. No, 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 no. We're, we dropped a decade somewhere. Anyway, 54, the problem 64. with... Oh, okay, you're right. You're Wrath right. of so, Khan. No, he's 35. He's 35. What's mm. 34 plus 36? It's 70, which is when that show started. Because so right? he was born 24. Okay, listen. The problem with... So Kobayashi Maru, you, they're stranded. And then what was the problem with your daughter and her peanut butter? What'd she do? No, here's the problem. Sorry, I the lost problem, the thread. I'm so sorry. The problem is that never mind was recorded 30 years ago this month. <laughs> 30 years ago. Now, Chica, when I was in Chica, high school Chica. in 1985... Wait, is that right? Is that really right? I'm afraid so. In 1985, <sighs> I was 30 years away from the albums of 1955. This is what I call a chronology, and it's hey, brutal. Sue, 
Peggy Sue. I don't know. Was even Peggy Sue out in 55? I think uh, Peggy Sue would have come out probably 56. He died in 57. Day the Music died. Something like that. There should be a website that does just this. Yeah, I know. It's a terrible thing. It when, should just when, when Mia Farrow said she's been living in this house for 40 years, and I realized that was like 1982, that did not feel good. That's, that's prime Holland Oates years. Yes. You know? And now I have to live with that. My question uh, for you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So clutter... Yeah, your uh, your daughter's mother, mm-hmm. my partner, partner da- mother, your partner. Is she what kind of clean? What kind of clean is your daughter? Is she a clean old man? Is she a goer? She's very clean. Yep, yes. yep, yep. Very clean. Um, well, this is complicated. You don't want stuff on the floor. You want an active working area. Well, okay. Clean. So first of all, she's better than me in every way. Let's stipulate that. But like, we do mm-hmm. have a similar. We play similar roles to what you're describing here, which is, except, so the twist for me is she likes things tidy, and I like things optimized for efficiency. Okay. And so, so again, as, as listeners to Reconcilable Differences know, in addition to the active working area, I also have a rule of thumb in life, which I should be, if at all possible, I should be able to do almost anything in the physical world and there should be there should be two two factors here because it's always two things with me, okay? I yeah. should be able to do it with one hand, and I shouldn't have to move anything. It's always a factor of two. So when there are always two, only two, always two. Siths, I if I if I need to grab a thing, like I shouldn't need if it's something, especially if it's like a regular use thing, I shouldn't need to move something, and I shouldn't need two hands. So I don't like things where I have to lift plates to get to another plate. Oh, boy. Now, this, again, oh, goes back to working boy. in a kitchen. Like, you don't keep the spatula in the, in the, uh, in the walk-in. You keep no, the but spatula. but what do you do with platters? Where do you put platters? Uh, platters can go in storage. It's not liminal. I think okay. those, those can move. But, but, like, you know, part of that problem is then, like, she, I, she does like things to be tight. She does like things clean, too. But I think she tends to prefer – she goes into kind of a trance – and again, no, no. So the biggest breakthrough of the last year for me is that one reason I think our relationship works is to acknowledge that when there is friction, it's because she is all about forest and I am all about trees. And when I realized that, it made everything made so much more sense. At least to me, that makes sense. Which is that, like, I have I have ADHD and anxiety. I'm about I'm obs- I'm obsessed with all the little bits and pieces that I think need to be a certain way. And she just walks in and takes care of shit. Like she just sweeps into a room and it's just clean in minutes. She does the yeah. dishes in like three minutes and she doesn't fret about it. And she's great at that. Whereas I'm good at being the like the karma suck and the risk assessor and the person who could say, yeah, but but if we if we pack it this way, da 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 da. And I think that's a nice contrast between us. But it does lead to things like, could you when you when you put a folded up grocery bag into the grocery bag of grocery bags, could we do it that the flaps always go the same way? Because oh, I should be able be nice? to do anything in life with one hand and not moving anything. And think about this. Think about this, John. So you think about think about the beauty of a grocery bag that contains ten beautifully folded up grocery bags with the flap going the same way. Oh, I could geez. grab any grocery bag in that pile, sight unseen, in the dark. You know, after I come back from peeing in in, in pitch black, I could grab mm-hmm. a grocery bag, assuming I needed it. And everything would be fine. And mm-hmm. if even one of those is wrong, what happens? You get oh. an explosion of yeah. bags. Bags everywhere. And now I'm cleaning up bags. And now, you know, I'm shaving a yak at this point. I've locked bags my car, car keys in another car. Bags all the way down. And I, yeah. I, all it takes is the one moment to go, this is how, this is the system. This yeah. is how the bag goes. So I think some of, sometimes we have friction on those things, especially because I'm a tinkerer. And I'm all about the trees, and that's why a lot of the underfoot clutter is, let's be honest, my HDMI cables and brown Legos. Sure, sure, sure. Right. And so bad on me. So then right. what do I do? I put it in a box. I store it. So now, oh, where's the good scissors? I don't know. And then a box somewhere, because Dad freaked out, grabbed the banker's box, and cleared off an entire surface. That's an active working area. Don't put that there. Sure. And now the scissors are, well, it's like my dad's old coffee table, the magic table, where you'd, you'd start looking at it and it's like oh it's last week's time magazine oh it's a phone bill from six months ago oh it's his passport oh Oh, no put put this on the list john you can't mix those things don't mix that you know there are people who lost a macbook air because they put it in a pile of magazines when they first put out the macbook air it was so small and so thin that people were were like grabbing the pile of papers and not realizing well you know that starts with not putting your computer in a pile 
Yeah, well, I'm still going through banker's boxes where it's like, oh, look at this. It's a bearer bond for $100,000, and it's right next to, you know, three 35 receipts bills. for paint. Yeah, it's just like, great, Dad. That's wonderful. Thank you. Your dad had I, an interesting uh, sort of sorting algorithm for what well, where value resides. He he had zero he had zero algorithm. No sort, no algorithm. algorithm. Was. It was just like, mm-hmm. I just wish that I ever found a $100,000 bearer bond. What I find is just mm-hmm. insane stuff. You, but you, can, I do. you can pack them in ground coffee, you know, with your oh, cocaine. Yeah. And then that's Eddie right. Murphy says that's how you're able to get the German bearer bonds. Ladies German bearer bonds were a big deal in the 80s. The FBI. <laughs> I did a thing recently that I think is going to get under your skin a little bit. Not quite as much as a as a grocery bag lobster in the ear. Oh, I don't want to hear a lobster. A little lobster in the ear. But I decided at some point in the last year that I was going to transition from uh, having all of my dishes and bowls and cups be random things that I found at thrift stores. Mm-hmm. So, you know, over the years, I've, every time I see an interesting bowl somewhere, I buy it. You adopt it. You give it a good home. And so all of my plates, all of my bowls and cups, they're all different from one another. Oh, I don't have a How set. do they stack? Ooh. They don't. They, they, they stack like crazy. Okay. And so, uh, so rather than as I transition to uh, a new home, rather than, than solve that problem by getting a set of dishes, I went the other direction and I said, I'm only going to buy plates and bowls and cups and saucers from local potters. Right. And you got some rough hewn plates, right? Rough. Didn't you get some rustic, some rustic uh, uh, plates and whatnot? Rustic plates and bowls that are that are hand thrown on spinning wheels and then given some sort of like lava dipped uh, glaze and. Um, and they're all made by, by craftspeople that live on Vashon Island that also make their own cheese. And you can oh. buy both at the same farmer's market. Get the oh, bowl. Plate, the, 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 wait, hey, 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 let me guess. It's called the, the, the Plate and Cheese Provisionist. And it's got one of those generic Portland logos with an X and some forks. Yes, and the you know, and the so you go to the counter, and there's mm-hmm. a gal, and she's like, "Here, are <laughs> here are for the, plates or cheese. <laughs> here are some bowls." And then you take two <laughs> steps over, and there's her husband uh-huh. with the with the mustache and a and like a leather uh, <laughs> apron, and he's like, "Don't throw out the rind. That's the best part." <laughs> and so I was like, "I'm in. I'm in. I'm all the way. I'm just I'm just gonna buy local plates from local peoples." Mm-hmm. But here's the. Anything to any kind of geometry other than the whimsical nature, the whimsical sense of what a circle is, mm-hmm. as understood by these these children of the forest. And you knew you were in for this. So you knew we were going oh, yeah. say in Japan, inviting in some wabi sabi. We're getting we're I getting uh, beauty derives from the imperfections. This is what it is. Except now, I have let's say. Between six and ten, because I'm a I'm a bowl eater, you know. Like yeah, you can, you're a bowlman. I've I've known that for a while. If you can put it in a bowl, I'll eat it out of a bowl. And you eat with, a, you eat with a spoon, like you're in jail. Well, I'll eat with a fork <laughs> out of a bowl. I'll even cut stuff with a knife in a bowl. But I want it. You know, I like my <laughs> skibetti in a bowl, for instance. I don't want skibetti like, on a plate. Yeah, you want, you want like a human feed bag. You don't have to be picking chicken <laughs> off the bone. The thing, the thing about it is <laughs> the sides curve up. So I meant you eat, eating like fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> the food rolls back down to the bottom. That's the thing. On a plate, yeah. you can chase a pea all around all day. I, I think a, a, a bowl, a bowl uh, affords the, the gift of gravity. That's right. It goes, it goes back to the bottom. That pea is not going to get away. Well, so the problem is now I have six to ten bowls, mm. and I have been through every, every way – and there's really only one way you can stack them. It has to be like bowl number one, then bowl number two, then bowl number three. And if they get off in any way, oh, I it, see. It's a, it is a um, it's a Jenga, right? It's it's a thing. It's it, it can't support its own weight. And so, so in total contravention of what you're saying now, uh-huh. everything has to go in either perfectly or pure chaos, right? Okay. It's, yeah, it's yeah. just 
it's just bowls, bowls everywhere, or it's this exact order. I could almost put stickers one, two, three, four, five, in order to you know because I figured out like how, which set of circles, what which set of of ovals, is is the one where you're going to be able to actually put these together so it's a, so that it can support its own weight. Okay, and it's making me crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it's a. That stack of bowls is a mile from me right now, behind a behind a locked door and, a, and inside a cupboard, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about it, and how they fit together, and how I'm how in how I am going to live. I already had problems with my thrift store plates and bowls stacking in a way that felt precarious and felt just like not straight, <laughs> not. But you're living with intentionality, maybe too much intentionality. Well, so yes, I'm I by by using these bowls, I am aspiring to a thing, to an aesthetic that I do not even fully comprehend. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is to live with these bowls. I am choosing the bowls first mm. and then let the huh. lifestyle follow. Okay. All right. Huh. Let the bowls be your guide. Mm. But what I'm hmm. what I'm doing is dragging. I do not think that I have OCD, uh, or and I'm not even on that spectrum. I don't think. I just think that there are certain ways that things should be, uh-huh. and that if they aren't that way, I mean, I don't like. I have I have a, a close friend right now that if uh, if she walks into a room and there are t- you know, and the tiles on the floor are different colors. Uh-huh. Um. She has to go from one side of the room to the other side of the room in a certain way mm-hmm. to account for the different color tile. And she never, she doesn't talk about it. It's not a thing that she presents or that she makes an issue. Mm-hmm. I have just learned over time, like, wait a minute, you may, that's an interesting way to walk across this room. And she's like, well, I just had to, you know, because these colored tiles, I just had to get from here to there by making sure that I stepped on every, and I was like, oh, interesting. And then I realized, oh, that explains so much, you know, like. Why she has to touch the doorknob 30 times. Yeah. But uh, I'm not like that, but I am fighting something. It's the same, it's, it's the same thing. Never, never take the same route across town twice or never yeah. order the same thing on the Mexican food menu, even though there's only five ingredients. Now I've got these bowls. And, and who am I? I know. It's a, it's a tough trade-off. I mean... You, there are certain things like it seems to me that if we try to abstract some of your um, self-loathing, I, I think part of it is that you believe in well, I, you don't believe in taking the easy way or in always finding the easiest way. I don't know if it's always that you want the most difficult way, but I think you appreciate, for some reason, um, appreciate that the introduction of friction is what makes one truly alive. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's just yes, that's just uh, my 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 uh, guess. Yeah, keep paddling, keep paddling, and maybe hmm. it's because I don't float. Maybe that's what it is. You don't float at all. I don't float. I need to keep paddling, hmm. so it's all I know. I see. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Now, how if you know and if you can say how does your how does your how do the other people in your house feel about the the bowl situation because that i could see that being a source of if you can say i could see that being a source of some frustration for the person who likes things to be tidy because it's kind of a, a constant state of untidiness in some ways it is for just just as an example yeah i introduced the concept that uh, into this house that you don't throw away peanut butter jars or jelly jars, jam jars, uh-huh. because peanut butter jars and jam jars are very useful jars to keep thumbtacks in. Oh, brother. Oh, I keep <laughs> so many. And, and also if it's a know, good box. I have a collection of good boxes. That's a nice – you got to put your boxes in a box. If you uh-huh. have a bunch of, uh, of Apple uh, USB uh, wall warts, yep. you get enough of them, put them in a peanut butter jar. Now it's a collection. You got a peanut butter jar, you got a scabetti sauce jar, you put <laughs> pens in it. Now it's a pen jar. Why would you throw yeah. that out? Why would you throw that out? <laughs> well, so 
I introduced that concept, which had formerly not been, it had never occurred to anyone here. All those things went immediately into the recycling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, 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 don't throw out a peanut butter jar. What? There's so many things you can put in a peanut butter jar. You can put a, ja- a jam jar in a peanut butter jar. You oh yeah, you get, if you, get, you, get a, you get a small jar and a big jar, and you can have nested. Now, I, now when nested I store jars. my good boxes, I nest them. Well, of course, you got to nest them. You don't want to store all that air. It's so satisfying right? if they all. Yes, air. yes. Well, I mean, what's the point? Now you're you're paying paying rent for air. You're paying rent for air. Exactly. It's crazy. Who does that? So, but the problem is, here's what happened: peanut butter jars, jam jars. Of course, they start stacking up, right? At a certain point, you got enough. You got you got enough jam jars to to last you a lifetime. Yeah, but like it's like, it's like a kanban system. Like you're gonna know, you're gonna know when it's too much or, or not. But you will mostly know. You know those the, those old guys that have a workbench where every single uh, they got they have yeah, a outboard mm-hmm. and outlines for all their hammers. You know it. And you know those were the ones that where they they would zip the lid of a jam jar up into the underside. Yeah, of Yeah, you can screw you can screw your screws. Yeah, screw your yes, screws into the thing. absolutely. I always aspire to be that. Oh, me too. But so much. What happened around here is that the jam jars and the peanut butter jars went into the cupboard the, with the drinking glasses, hmm. and no one except me sits and spends an hour getting the last bit of adhesive glue and ripped the label off of the things. Mm -hmm. So what, and this is the the difference between neat and clean. So the jars go into the dishwasher and then right into the cupboard with their shredded labels and glue still kind of on them Mm. like tattered curtains in the wind. Mm. And then they have filled up an entire shelf of the cupboard and I, at some point, I said, "Is anybody drinking out of these jam mm-hmm. jars? Like, mm. are, is anybody using these as as cups? Why are we keeping all these?" And you know, and the answer was, "Well, you said to keep the peanut butter jars." And I was like, "Well, keep them like, but in a in the basement as a these are tools. These are oh, not. you say you go. So now we're, we've we've got active working area. We've got liminal areas. We've got storage areas. And you're, uh, I think, in, in implying a sort of deeper storage." It's not so. There's a kind of storage that goes alongside the active working area, and that's a little bit of uh, what the French call mise en place. Like we're getting ready. Mise-en-place. You're getting your workstation ready, right? Mise en scène. Oui. Mise en scène. Ouais, ouais, mais bien sûr. So you could go down the root cellar. Is what you're saying? Root cellar. What happens is all of a sudden, you know, you got one rusty nail that's not worth a jar. You got three rusty nails not worth a jar. You should probably throw them away. But if you have sixteen rusty nails, you got to keep those. And you John, go John down I have I have a jar. jar. I have a jar here at my office of metal things I found on the street. <laughs> there it is, right? And the thing is, you wouldn't put. <laughs> but it in I know a jar where it goes. I know exactly where it goes. No, you find a metal thing and you're like, right, it goes in the jar. Now you know it's a, there's a, there's a, the, the equivalent of a hammer shape. You know, like when somebody dies and they trace it with the white stuff like for the po- yeah. police to know where the person died same deal here i know where it goes it's just that it's all little bits of dirty metal dirty metal little bits of dirty metal well in th- in this case <sighs> i have started drinking out of jam jars just to just because i they're see up there and somebody's got to do it because they're uh, they they're going to, to waste be- as it is they're going to waste. You going can't- to waste yeah i mean i suppose i could take a box up and fill the box up and take them downstairs but I feel like they're in the cupboard. Now somebody has to do it. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to t- to take one for the team and start drinking water out of these jam jars. <laughs> and it's not as good. They're not glasses. Well, the problem with drinking out of a screw top is it's very. It's, I find it very unsatisfying to the lower lip experience. Well, yeah, I'm not having an Arnold Palmer at a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 